Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Skin Hunger is a theatrical production coming to Auckland in September 2022 that is part of the Auckland Fringe Festival. In it, a grief-stricken woman is coming to terms with the death of her husband and her sexuality. It promises to be a drama with a lot of comedy in it. To talk about the production is director Romy Hooper and writer and one of the stars of the production, Tatiana Hoteri, who hails originally from Brazil. Towards the end of the interview, we also touch on one of Romy's side gigs, as an intimacy coordinator in film and theatre. It's quite interesting. Tatiana, Romy, lovely to meet you both. Tatiana, how's your morning going? My morning has been very busy so far, but I'm very grateful to be here sitting down. <laughs> Out <laughs> yes. of the rain. Out of the rain, yes. Yeah, and Romy, how about you? How's your morning been? Yeah, good, good, good. So we're talking about Skin Hunger, uh, which is Tatiana's, uh, we won't say life story, but it's got autobiographical elements in it. Yes, it's semi-autobiographical. Everybody's struggling to say that word. (laughs) uh, um, There are lots of aspects of my life into it. And some of it was things that I got from, with permission from some people that talked to me after listening to my podcast. And I mesh it all together. So all of it is based in real life events, either from my life or from some other people's um, experiences with grief. So just briefly tell me the, 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 the plot, not, not giving to spoiler alerts, but just a, a general sense of what the story is about. Well, the byline is, oh my fucking God, grief can make you horny. So I hope <laughs> those few words, people get, you know, a sense of what it is. It does have to do with... Um, religion or you know faith it has to do with grief and it has to do with sexuality um, or the lack of sex for some of us they are going through grief um, it really is about the intersection of all those three things which are really big things for a lot of people and definitely have been a really big thing for my life after I lost my husband and I wanted to explore those things. And those are really heavy themes, so I wanted to do with humor. Sometimes not, you know, sometimes we laugh because it's like, <laughs> it's not funny, it's so hard, but we have to laugh. And so I wanted, I think we're accomplishing that, aren't we, Rami? Definitely, yeah. I think there's, um, there's a kind of automatic assumption whenever you put on a play that includes the word grief or particularly, like, mental distress or loneliness or anything like that there's a real predisposition for people to just kind of write it off and go like "Mm, nah I'm not interested that's going to be dark or heavy or whatever you know um but I think bringing light to a lot of those things and bringing humor into those sorts of weird complicated bizarre life experiences sort of helps to make them really universal and helps to invite people in in a way that actually makes them comfortable enough to laugh yeah you know, and relatable, think, you know, and I think I, I wanted to be relatable the whole time when I was writing this play. It's very different than the other play I wrote, which felt like, oh my God, a 10-hour counseling session. Um, this one is different. I wanted the audience to feel like, oh, I can relate to this. I'm laughing because, yeah, because I know from my own experience, that it can be like that. When you say the other play, that was the first draft you wrote. Was that, was that right? Yeah, it was. I don't think this was the first draft. I wrote a play called Crazy Grief. I was really kind of struggling uh, creatively to name things. So I have a blog called Crazy Grief, and then I have a podcast called Crazy Grief, and I'm like, I'll write a play and call it Crazy Grief. <laughs> um, and, and that was um, the first play that I wrote, and then I took part of that and implemented into this one because that play became something that was for me 
not for an audience. This one, it really is a gift to an audience. And and uh, we were talking just before the interview, um, we were talking about the universality of grief and how, how people can re- relate because we, we all share the same emotions, don't we? Yeah. And that, that can be really powerful. You, Romy, you've just mentioned uh, the, the comedy elements, but the, the two exist side by side. Yes. Because, I mean, I've been at funerals sometimes thinking, I really want to laugh here because, yes, part of it is about easing the tension, but our, the, our rituals, the way we approach all this stuff, is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think we've, we dehumanize grief. I think there is a lot of things that we dehumanize. My experience with faith, for example, has been very disembodied. And then through grief, I actually became a person that started seeking a spirituality that was a lot more grounded because I needed that. I felt like my husband was my rock. And when he was not here, and of course, that's the person that you you sleep beside and that touches your body and that mm. you go through life together... And, and that person is not here. So I was missing that embodiment of love. And grief was everywhere. And so I needed to figure out how do I deal with my grief in a way that includes my body, that includes humor, that includes the moments of distress without having to run away from it. Um, and so it became kind of like a somatic experience for me as well being in this body, having this body feeling the grief and embracing the emotions that come with it. And sometimes it's dark humor and sometimes it's just plain ugly, it's not crying, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it's all absolutely. of it. I, I've always thought that grief is possibly one of our most honorable uh, emotions because even though we're feeling it, it's actually about someone else that we're, we valued somebody else. And that when you look at how awful humans can be to one another that's a really beautiful thing that somebody else has touched you in a way that you regret their passing and that hurt and I think it's a testament to the people that you love and it also shows us that we love we're capable of love which I think is really wonderful I really believe that you cannot love and be detached from grief if you're grieving You might not be grieving like me, the death of a husband. It might be the death of a child. It might be because your children moved away from home. Mm -hmm. It might be the death of a relationship. It might be, um, you know, you, you might be grieving the loss of your health, the loss of a pet. Whatever it is that you are grieving is because you have the ability to love. And I think that the two can't be separated. And sometimes we're grieving even if we are in a relationship, for example, because it might not be the relationship that we wanted. And we love this person so much and we can't get across. And and so grief is really part of this beautiful thing of loving. And like you said, it's outside of us. There is a vessel that we put all this love into. And when that vessel is not there... Of course, grief is going to show up and we're going to feel all sorts of things that we don't know how to really embrace or feel. We, I, I believe that we, we can heal things that we feel, but often we don't want to feel them. Absolutely. And, and that's dangerous, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When we try and um, pretend as though we're OK, we, we're going on. Romy, what did you appreciate about this production that made you want to be a part of it? Gosh, um... Me, well, you appreciate me. I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> duh. Like, hey, I mean, like, it's always a blessing to be able to work with your mates. I think, yeah. I, I think the arts are a 
the best example of an industry that actually enables you to work with people that you care about and in terms of being able to try and actually bring out the truth of another human being like it's a it's it's the most potent vessel and to do so in a theatrical context as well I mean I work quite a lot in screen and to step back into the theatre realm is a completely different beast and like we had a, um, a, a sort of like quarter or evening at Auckland Theatre Company when we did a sort of shortened version of the sort of play reading type event last weekend and I think just being able to have a body of people in front of you when you're talking about stuff that's really just truth like human mm, truths mm. you know like we see a lot of plays and there's a lot of theatre and stuff but pieces that really actually cut right to the core of someone's inner truth and of their experience of something really really profound I think is 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 immensely moving and for every single person in that room like we had clinical psychologists we had other makers we had all sorts of people in that room um and everyone came away with something really potent by way of their own personal experience of it you know well you have to, you have to touch people emotionally otherwise there's no meaning yeah because yeah. that's yeah. where we get our meaning isn't exactly. it through emotion yeah. yeah and it's not always just in the text delivery it's not always just in what's being said on the stage by yeah, the different absolutely. characters absolutely. it's there's got to be such a intricate mashup of rhythms and of vibes and of moments that you know that can really make the overall thing sing and it's awesome we're finding that on on the floor and i'm loving working with our team because um uh, it's say it's my part of it's my story but now it's not just mine anymore now it's ours and i love what they are bringing to it and i love that kind of um, putting it on a, on the floor and going, oh, what about this and what about that? And mm. I'm not feeling like I have to hold on to it and yeah. every word matters anymore. It's just like it's a real joy to be working on something that is so heavy. Well, well ironically, isn't that part of the grieving process yeah. that you share? You let go, other people's perspectives come in. So that's actually a really beautiful metaphor, isn't it, really? I mean, it's, it's reflecting the reality of life. I mean, one thing that, that's, um, that's coming clear to me as you're talking, both of you, is that this is about sharing real experiences. Yes, you've dramatized it, as you yeah. have to, for, for, yeah. for a play. But it's genuine. It's genuine emotions. And, and I, I have a feeling now, particularly after COVID, people seem to be really wanting to get back to the basics of what it is to be human and the interactions. And again, we were talking, um, Tatiana, before the, um, before the interview about how people, particularly in little stoic New Zealand, have not always had the language or the ability to talk about grief. And, you know, we keep it quiet. Yeah. You know. yeah. I think that everything that comes as a tragedy always brings blessings to it. And I'm not trying to silver line things because I am averse to silver lining, you know, especially going through grief. So many people would be saying to me, oh, at least, you know, I hated that because there's nothing, I felt like there was nothing good about grief. But and time doesn't heal anything. But what time gives you is some distance from the main tsunami, and then you can get some perspective. And I think one of the really 
important perspectives for me going through grief. And in, I, I fully embraced it. I was like the person that everybody would be like, she's stuck in her grief. She's got complicated grief. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm grieving and I'm going to embrace this. This is my mm-hmm. grief is what is connecting me to my husband still. But in the middle of doing all of that, what I've discovered, and I think we as human beings collectively are discovering through COVID, is that in the middle of suffering, we are finding that we are craving authenticity. Absolutely. A lot of the bullshit stuff that, oh, can I say bullshit? You can. Oh, okay. So a lot of the bullshit stuff that we bought into before it doesn't cut it anymore. We were trying to buy into a narrative that was fed to us, I don't even know from where, right? From the powers above or whatever, that we have to do life in a certain way. And we have to pretend and we have to, you know, suit up and pull up our socks or whatever. And then COVID happened. And there were so many losses that we have as a collective have faced. And I think now we are more open to go, actually, no, I want what is true. I want the vulnerability. I am not so scared anymore about saying that I don't have it all together because none of us got it all together. So that is the beauty of this collective um, uh, suffering and ickiness that we're going through because now all of us are more open to accepting and admitting that we are grieving. Yeah, definitely. Romy, have you found that working with this, has, that, has it brought up anything for you? Have you? Has it affected you in any way? Is it... Because you're um, a Kiwi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know for us Kiwis, I mean, I'm an imported Kiwi, but you know, I'm a Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of our stuff is, well, we mustn't talk about this. Has has it been quite good for you to, to be a part of it? I went to drama school and I'm a loudmouth man, <laughs> so I just, like, you talk about all of the shit and you bear oh, it hard. Enough. Like, you know, you roll around on the floor with people for three years with their balls in your face, like, you get to know shit. Um, well, now you say that like, I wish I'd gone to drama school. But, you know. Well, I just, um, I've, I've, I've never been a person that's afraid of mm. talking about the big shit because yeah. that, that, like, I'm a, I'm a chronic empath. It just makes up. <laughs> The, yeah. the the fabric of our society of who we are as people you know um and that's one of the reasons why i actually am so cherishing like working with you because i know that you are not afraid of going into the dark things and mm. go and and f- you know staying there until we find what is the gold from this bit and and that is a blessing because working with people that often don't want to go there because of their own personal barriers mm. or um, reservations can make the work really difficult it, i think it's important though to say that yes the topic is grief but this isn't a bleak production no. Not at it, it's, all. It's a, I'm Brazilian. Of course it's not going to be bleak. Costa <laughs> has wine and apple and dildos and rosary beads, mate. It's, it's yeah, fucking going to be a laugh, all right? All, all the main ingredients of how to deal with grief. Yeah. Yes. That, that little shopping. So anyone who's, who's dealing with grief, go and buy those items. It'll be. We do have dildo puppets, like a sequence of dildo puppetry. So I'll put that out there too. This is, that, well, that's, that's fun. I'm definitely looking forward to this now. <laughs> 
it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, One little thing that I do want to say before we go yeah. <laughs> is uh, so there are lots of elements that touch on sexuality. Mm-hmm. We try to do it really tastefully, you know, so it's not going to be something that we want to shock people. But I just want to put this out there because I the I mean there I'm holding a vibrator on the poster. That should be a big clue. But I wanted people to come in knowing that there is you know that intersection of grief of faith of sexuality that is explored in a way that we try to do it with vulnerability authenticity but also we are mindful of that safety for our audience Mm -hmm. as well but also uh, we are touching on women's sexuality in terms of empowerment because it's like you know midlife and and all those things that women apparently are kind of taking their voice back on it but it's it's still kind of taboo to talk about so yeah there will be lots of little taboo things for us to explore in this play that was Tatiana Hotere and Romy Hooper discussing the comedy drama Skin Hunger, which is part of the 2022 Auckland Fringe Festival. Just a side note, Tatiana also hosts a podcast on grief, and there is a link to that below. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Coffee. Links to that are also on the website. I'm Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.